When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, a typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Seven one. One week later. <laughs> yeah. Still no word from officials about what Donald Trump did to deserve a raid on his home. You know, they put it out through their media, through Washington Post and CNN and ABC overnight here and all these other channels, the MSNBC. Oh, it's the Espionage Act. Yeah, oh, come on. He's going to jail for... T- the, the guy that does our overnight, you know, oh, the Cantu a, guy, right. he's like ecstatic, man. Oh, yeah. oh Donald Trump's going to go away for 10 years. He's going to go for 10 years. He thinks it's 10 years. No, he doesn't. <laughs> you he, guys are drinking. They actually might have broken um, broke the law against him because it's apparently it's a client uh, uh, attorney privilege stuff, man. And his attorneys are asking that a third party, independent third party called a master, take a look at the stuff DOJ's saying. Nope. Strange. Nope. Isn't that shocking? It's almost like they 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 don't have a crime to charge him with. <laughs> Pretty much. You know what it is? They're looking for one. Oh, yeah. That's exactly they what they're doing. They are looking for something yeah. that they're going to hit him with and because they would have announced it by now. They would have said, because oh, you're, yeah. you're not talking about Trey and Sean, right? What you're talking about here is a former president of the United States has 75 million plus followers. So you address this and you say, this is what we're looking at. Well, if they're looking to damage him, you'd want that out as early as possible, right? Yeah. If you're looking to take him down. If you've got something. If you've got if something. If you've got something, they would have been there that day with the big press conference and all that saying this is what he did and this is why we're how many times have we seen that like on rico cases with oh, yeah. you know i i look at like biker groups and stuff like that that have been busted for rico cases and stuff they have the big press conference they show the gear they show the guns they show the drugs they show the this and the that none of that's happened right i think maybe all they found so far was a bunch of playboys from like 1975 might have yeah. they might have i don't know but you know it's just one of those things where it's eerily silent when you're talking about the former president of the United States. It's like they States. don't have anything. That's what I'm thinking. They spent four years looking for a Russian hoax. Yeah. Hoax that didn't. Well, they created it. So Stormy Daniels. Stormy Daniels. Oh, the the P dossier oh, in, in Moscow. All this stuff that they say he, this guy did, and they can't get him on anything. They're not going to get him on this either. Well, like I said, they might, themselves might have broken the law by taking yeah. stuff they weren't supposed to take. I mentioned that this morning. You know. Because if they took something that was attorney-client privilege or right. or executive privilege, yeah. either one of those, they're in a world of hurt. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's that's basically where we And still, no announcement as to when they're going to give an explanation as to why they did what they did. Well, they're still trying they to come up with one. Yeah. <laughs> Right. I mean, Merrick Garland is one of the most mediocre, unimpressive human beings in this administration. And I, 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 I'm not sure if this is all planned to get a reaction, because now we have this business of threats and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
or if they really thought they were going to find something once they grabbed all this crap and they just haven't, they've come up empty. So what do they do, man? What do they do? Well, I have a couple thoughts. I, you know, first of all, I think they they want to run against Donald Trump, right? They want the focus on Donald Trump. And here's why I say that. They know that their base is not excited about showing up in November. They know no, that. Democrats they're depressed as hell, I would imagine. Yeah, and they're they've been shopping the presidency. Right? <laughs> right shopping right. it around. Who wants it? <laughs> AOC. You I mean when you get to AOC. That's it. That's what that's it. So you're out of options, man. Right. So they don't have an ex- inspired base to show up in November. No. So they're looking for something to inspire their base. They did abortion. That didn't really fire them up. You know, they did guns, the gun control thing. That didn't really fire up their base. One thing that could fire up their base is if Donald Trump announces now, prior to November, that he's in for 2024. Which he's not going to do. Right. But see, if anything was going to push him to do that, break into his home and take his papers. <laughs> well, yeah. As right? far as him personally, sure. Right. I'll show you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because that's his mindset. That's you, his personality. You poke the bear, baby. But everything else they're doing is having the opposite effect of what they're getting. firing us up. Yeah. It's pissing us off. Right. So uh, here's, here's the main question I would ask, and there's a lot of other questions that go into this, but um, w- let's have... Christopher Ray and Merrick Garland behind the podium up there, and let's have Peter Ducey, because the rest of them are just going to ask the wimpy, wussy questions, right? What'd you have for lunch? Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> exactly. Did you put salt and pepper on it? What'd you guys eat when you were raiding his house? It was really cool. <laughs> so, but what took them so long? And here, here's what I mean by that, Sean, and you know this, but what took them so long? First of all, they waited almost two years. Yeah. Right? Then they were down there, and he's been cooperating all along. They were down there in June. Right, and he went in there where they were, and he points at his attorneys and says, "Give them everything that they need." And the attorneys, the, the FBI and DOJ guys, said, "No, we, we got what we need. Lock the room up." Okay, we'll lock the room up. So they waited almost two years, and then they waited another two and a half months, right. and then the judge signs this thing on August fifth. They waited till the 8th on a Monday. They waited out the weekend, right? Because nobody's paying attention to the news on the weekend. They waited till everybody's dialed of back course. on Monday. My point about that is if it was so damned uh, important for them to grab this stuff because it's a national security threat. Right. You know, they, He's got the new codes. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, all this stuff. They, they've thrown out so many right. things, so many leaks now about why they did this. If it was so important... That they had to get this material, that they broke into his house to get it. Well, I mean, they didn't break in. They had a warrant. But you know my point is they right. went in there with force, and we're, we're here to take this stuff. Why did they keep waiting? Why, why? I mean, it seemed to me if he had something that was nuclear or something that was a, a national threat, you wouldn't have waited two years. You wouldn't have waited two and a half months. You wouldn't have waited three days. No, they had to get close to November. They had to get close to November. That's it's exactly political, right. man. That's They're a bunch exactly, of schmucks. That's exactly right. These people aren't even good at lying. You know, I mean, they're just really not. Yeah. Who can't see this? Right. I mean, unless you're a stooge, unless you're a moron who just is spoon-fed whatever, you know, they're offering you. And I've seen a few online, you know, okay, we just see him in his orange jumpsuit. Oh. oh you know what I mean? Like, pathetic. oh, shut up, MSNBC man. MSNBC is just Sit down. Yeah, I mean, their eyes are rolling back in their head in ecstasy. But that's those yeah. are the only people that aren't seeing what's going on here. That's right. Yeah. And I think they've, re- they've poked a tiger, poked a bear. Hell yeah. There's a lot of pissed off, pardon me, I keep saying that words. a lot of angry people in this world right now, in this country, <laughs> Yep, because of this stuff. Because well, they don't have anything. It's plainly obvious. Yeah, and I, you know, as far as, as people that are angry, first of all, 
violence settles nothing. Oh, yeah. So this talk of uh, FBI agents being threatened and all that, knock it off. I, I think mean, they're overplaying that, too. They, they probably are. <laughs> they probably are, right? I think they're really overplaying that. But just that. as an official position, right? So right. That, so that our position is very clear. Never support violence. Well, we no. never support violence. So uh, this, you win this by turning out in November, remember in November, and put every Democrat who's running in, in the food line. Well, yeah, and and just to put a bow on this, I I think a lot of you know the folks who tend to be extremists and violent are on that side. That's why I think they're overplaying it. I mean, I, I really do because here's what I think: I think they assume that Trump's base reacts much in the same way their own base does, which is with doxing people and violence and all that crap. I mean, we had this one a hole go up in Cincinnati to the FBI, but basically we're not. Nobody's tearing up the streets. BLM burning stuff, setting yeah. businesses on fire. You if know, we stuff were like them, right. Tuesday morning the streets would have been on fire. Well, and 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 let's let's talk about who is actually sparking the violence because what we found out over the weekend about them grabbing these documents is that prior to Merrick Garland coming out last Thursday with a non-event press conference, right? right uh, Donald Trump had his people call the Department of Justice. And offer help in calming the tensions of the country. Yes, I heard, saw that. Yeah. Trump called up, and or his people did, and said, you know, the country is, at a, you know, a flashpoint right now. You guys caused a flashpoint. How can I lower the heat? What can I do to cause people to step back from all this? No response from Garland. No, they don't want him out there. Right, right. No, the last thing they want is him out in front of a camera saying, calm down. So, yeah. Right. So he's not doing this. He's not sparking it up. They are. When you think about I just made a few notes because there's, there's so many more that you could cite as well. Um, Joe Biden has called half the country white supremacists. More than 75 million people are white supremacists right. in America, right? That was in mm-hmm. his inauguration speech. He sicked the FBI on parents at school board meetings and called them domestic terrorists. He opened the border, and he's allowing people in, including terrorists and criminals and gang members right. and everything else. He lit the inflation fire, right? He caused us to pay so much for gas that we shouldn't have to be paying right now. Uh, he got 13 killed in Afghanistan oh, God, I forgot about that. today. Yeah. A year ago today. A year ago today, yeah. He weaponized the DOJ to go after Donald Trump last Monday, and he forced people to leave their their careers for refusing a vax that wasn't even a vax in the vax mandate deal. So if anybody has caused tension in this country, it's not Donald Trump, it's him. Well, and people are at a breaking point to a certain extent. That's it. Now, I don't know know if that translates into violence in the streets. I think it it translates into a big-ass turnout in November. I hope so. But we can't. You're, you're. I heard you talking while I was driving, and we can't lose focus. You got to. It's all got to be about November. Yeah. There's nothing really we can do until November. Right. Not really. I mean, unless you marching, sure. You know, but uh, uh, with this crowd, that doesn't work. They well, don't care. If you got some money, you can throw them toward candidates that are running against Democrats. You can do that. Yeah. Yeah. But, you can help support that. November's the big show, man. It really is. Man. <laughs> as far as the future of this country. Yep. Month. Uh, 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 November is it. Absolutely. If you're tired of all the nonsense that we just listed off, this is how you respond. November. Yeah, yeah. and I think the FBI raid really, you know, turned a lot of people on. Well, I mean, lit a lot of people up. And yeah, it and, did me. Yeah, and they're going. They're going to do something as far as having an excuse. They will make something up if they have to. Because look, they've made up the whole Russian collusion hoax and all. They that made stuff. it up. Made it up. And and this is eerily similar because remember they used Isakov and Yahoo News to get that story out. Remember, mm-hmm. and now they're using all these other channels to get the story of of Espionage Act 
out, and that's right. the one they're they're throwing up now. Come on, the espionage action is they're grasping, man. Okay, quick break. More Warren Rima coming up at Amogee Bank. They are your family bank for your family and your family-run business. Have you started your family-run business yet? Do you got your side thing going on? Well, let me tell you something. If you have, or if you're talking about it, thinking about it, turn to Amogee Bank before you take another step because Amogee has the answers when it comes to family-run businesses. This is really a forte of theirs that nobody else focuses on. Why? Because nobody wants to deal with families. Nah. Amogee does. They think families are the bedrock of our civilization and our economy. And so they want to work with you if you've got a family business idea. Maybe you got something you want to bring to market that's brand new or, or you want to you know, get on to something else. Let me tell you. You call Amogee Bank, sit down and have an appointment with them. They'll bring together the best business minds to make sure your launch or your continued success, if you're already in a family-run business, continues to be what everything that it can be. And, of course, they got the money to loan. They're a bank, so they can loan money to you all day long to make sure you're sound, safe, secure, and on your way to a very prosperous business future. Your family bank, Amogee N.A., member FDIC, equal housing lender. We have rain in the area this morning, and that's a cool thing. It's going to taper off or early afternoon. You guys down to the south of San Antonio have been enjoying this uh, this good rain. High today around 90, and then 96 and partly cloudy tomorrow. 73 now, KTSA. So, so I don't know if you want to do this right now or not, but earlier before we came on, we were uh, shooting a breeze about this uh, obesity report. You want to talk about up. it? Yeah, I had it brought up all, well, Let's uh, talk already. about it. Why not? What the heck? Uh, this was on what, one of the, C- this, I guess the CBS, CBS Mornings uh, a few days ago. Uh, there's a study that came out uh, that's uh, connecting climate change to childhood obesity. And they had a guy on there uh, who was talking about this. Uh, saying that, you know, it's uh, co-host Nate Burleson. I don't watch CBS Mornings. I don't watch CBS at all, so I have no idea. But there's a journal called Temperature, which is a climate change journal. With, you know, and uh, and they, they're linking uh, uh, climate change. They ad- acknowledge that technology might have something to do with it. They don't mention coronavirus at all and the lockdowns. The climate change tricks. It's so hot. Mm-hmm. Little boogers don't want to go outside. Go outside. It's too hot. It's too hot. I'm going to melt. I mean, melt. It's a bunch of crap. They they were raised on video games and cell phones, and that's we, you and I were talking about that. We were that. just talking about all that, man. Because yeah. you encountered somebody that admitted to you that uh, yeah. the, I was out with a friend on Friday afternoon, right. and we stopped for uh, some chow, and uh, and he was talking to the waitress. You know, she's probably right at twenty ish, right? And uh, you know, got the whole face piercings and everything, which I don't hold that against her. But <clears throat> he says to her, "What do you do when you're not here?" And she said, to play video games. She said, I, I leave here, you know, sometimes I close, so midnight, 2 a.m., something like that, and I'll uh, go home until sunrise. I'm playing video games, then I come back in here. My life is video games and this. That, and that's that's a lot of them. I have a family member, as you know, who that's, that? that's, that's all he does is play video games. He's a great guy, great yeah. kid. You know, he works, he has a right. job, but, I mean, yeah. on his free time, that's all he does, and, and all his friends are the same. So... How many kids today own bikes? I mean, you you and I came up in a generation, and we're not old farts, uh, but we came up in a no, generation where, no, you're not, <laughs> that everybody had bikes. Everybody, well, yeah, everybody. it was just a thing, man. You had a bike. You had a I bike. had a Huffy dirt bike. Right, yeah. 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 And you rode them in all kinds of conditions. It didn't matter if it was rain, if it was cold. I don't care what the weather was like. We're going to be outside riding a bike. I was telling the story this morning. I, I would get home from, from school at 335, and my mom would say, get outside. Don't come home till the porch light comes on. Don't you yeah. have a tree to climb? 
Yeah, I mean, I lived in kind of a middle-class, working-class neighborhood, and we, you get off school, man, and you're on your bikes riding around just doing stuff, you yeah. know? The idea of just sitting in a darkened room, because that's the other part of it, is like a lot of them, they just they sit in a dark room. Right, right. Just either staring at their phones or playing video games. And not to mention, I think the lockdown really messed oh, up sure. a lot of kids. Oh, yo, you definitely but climate did. change. No, it's not climate. It has nothing to do oh, with the climate. Come on. Well, and, and you know what? A, a lot of the parents are responsible for this, too, because they have raised so much cane at the schools that a lot of times they won't play dodgeball. We were talking about that. They can't do we were, that. We were both dodgeball masters. Hey, I was really good at dodging. Yeah. I couldn't hit anybody, but I could dodge, yeah, man. Right. And there's nothing like the sting of that red ball, right? <laughs> that felt so good, man. You can't do that no more. It's no. upsetting. That's right. It upsets the little boogers. You're going to put my kid out there and have him throw a ball at my kid? What's wrong with you? What is wrong? <laughs> so, you know, they, they cut out. And, and, and a lot of times the schools, when they're going to discipline a child, the first thing they take away is recess. Now, that doesn't make any sense at all. No, but the first thing they take no, away right, is recess. Right, right. right? So, you take away their damn video games. Yeah. That's what you got to do. Right. You ever seen these videos where, like, a father will come in, and he's just had enough, and he takes the kid's video game away, and the kid just loses his stuff? I have seen it. Like, just goes nuts. Yeah. They're the first generation that just, they don't know any of, anything else except so, social media and video games. I looked it up. The number one buyer of bikes today is like our generation and, <laughs> and a little bit younger than us because we grew up with them. I don't doubt it. So kids today don't really have bicycles, and they don't really have that outlet to go out there and burn off some calories. Well, according to this study, they're about kids today are about 30% less aerobically fit than their parents. I don't doubt that, really. I don't doubt. I thought, I th- actually, I thought it would be higher. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, they're really just not an outdoorsy generation. Mm-hmm. They really are not. I know I'm, be- I'm, it's be- I'm being general here, but, man, they love them video games. They really do. And being locked up and, in their house in a room. Yeah. And I, now I was a room kid. I spent a lot of time in my room because I was the youngest of three brothers. But I, I, was, I was always drawing, I was writing, or I was reading, yeah. you know. And I spent ha- a lot of time outside. Yeah. But the idea of sitting in a dark room. Yeah. Every day of your life. Well, I worked. I, just can't, I started I working can't when I was six years old at my dad's racetrack. And so right. I, I was constantly, you know, pushing a broom, wielding a paint can somewhere with a paintbrush. I was constantly right. working and constantly in motion and moving. Never sat around. I, right. I saw something last year that was awesome to see again. A good old acorn fight. Acorn fight. <laughs> Just throwing acorns at each other. These kids running around the neighborhood. You know, like, that's great. Whatever classic. you got to do to get them out and get them moving. Yeah. Right. That's the issue. It's not that, 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 that we're too hot for these little babies to go outside. Hell. There's, Man, August 1st, when we started two days in football, is 9 million degrees outside. <laughs> well, I mean, even in the summertime, we were always out. Yes. We love the summer, man. Because yeah. summertime, you can stay out till 9 or 10 o'clock at night. And you had summer wreck at the school around the corner. Right. So you had stuff to do at the summer wreck. You had a bike to ride. You had, uh, like, Don chases the ice cream truck. You had ice cream trucks to chase. You had all that kind of stuff going we, on. We had an empty lot next to my house. Us too. And we used to camp out there. Yeah. We set up a bunch of tents and just spend the weekend out in the, the empty lot. We had one, too. And that's funny because that's, that's <laughs> Is that weird? parallel. We had one, and what we did was we brought in dirt and made our own BMX track in the, in the lot. <laughs> so the kids in the neighborhood, that's and I think the parents all chipped in to bring in, you know, they probably paid 100 bucks for a little right. dirt, and we made these hills and stuff in there. But they knew where we were. Right, right. They knew where we were. And we were active and jumping and running around. And, They're just very sedentary these days. Yeah. Kids are very young people. Young people are sedentary. Had a 26-inch waist back then, too. 
<laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I had a 27-inch waist six months ago. <laughs> quick it's break. gone to hell. Quick break. More wearing rhyme coming up for you. You know, BG products are the best that you can put in your vehicle. Uh, it's about time for me to do an oil change. And where I go, the guys there know just to do the BG service as a regular course of business. They don't even have to ask anymore. They know where it's coming, so put the BG inside the car. What it does increases lubricity inside your engine. What does that mean? Well, you just have more protection inside your engine. That friction is not there. It's not causing the wear and tear and the superheated uh, inside of your engine. And then you can use the 44K. Now, this is really important right now with gas prices the way they are. BG 44K cleans out the entire fuel system, and that re- restores all kinds of power to your engine. But better fuel economy is the uh, is the best part of that. So BG products are the best that ever found. Anytime you have your oil changed, just have the guy do the BG service. Ask him for it. Tell him Trey sent you at bgfindashop.com. So you like that? Yeah. What's that? Yeah, I did. You like that? That was funny. Kamala Harris inspired me to inspire myself for more inspiration because inspiration is what inspires us to inspire each other. And that right there is very inspiring. Is it her vice president? <laughs> you were saying, uh, can't believe how dumb she is. <laughs> well, she's... She's very, she is pretty dim, man. And oh, the is. thing about her is that she doesn't realize how stupid she is. She thinks she's really smart. Right, by, by things like that. Yeah. You know, it inspires. I'm going to inspire but, you. But she's just not. <laughs> and and here's, here's the real contrast. We went from Mike Pence to her. Oh, God. You know. That's a hard turn. Mike, that's, that's it. Mike Pence, brilliant man. Just, you know, his mind works a million miles an hour. Yeah. Very measured. Emotions under control. She's a nut job. She's a <laughs> whack job. One heartbeat away. <laughs> and her husband parks in the handicapped parking spots. Did oh, you he see does? That? No, oh. I missed this. Oh, what no. was this? Well, he's chauffeured around, of course, because he's got a full security detail, of course. Too, right? Yeah. So they got the big Suburbans and all that. And they come wheeling into a store, wherever, Walmart, name the store, whatever. They come wheeling store, and they go right up to the front, and they take up all the handicap spots because they all park. <sighs> they don't park pulling in like right, you and I park. Right. They park sideways and every which way. And he goes in, and old Dougie boy just takes his time, goes to the store, you know, and comes out. And, uh, you know, he's taking up all the handicap spots. But it's okay, because he's the first man. He's important. He's the second he's, man. He's, he's uh, you know. That, see, that, that's, that's the disconnect between the political class and the political elite and, and the rest of us, man. They just live on a different planet than mm-hmm. you and I do. And we let it happen. If, <laughs> if you pull in there sideways and take up the handicap, you're going to come out and find a little pink piece of paper little, on your little windshield. hello from the cops <laughs> on my windshield. I, I did want to mention the, the Kyle Rittenhouse story. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's funny. So Kyle Rittenhouse is uh, going through Thrall, Texas. And, uh, I don't know if he got stopped. It, they said it was a traffic stop. Thrall is up northeast of here, uh, between here and College Station. Um, and so the guy who was there, the cop who was there from the Thrall Police Department, takes a picture with Rittenhouse and posts it, right? right. And so the, the woke left, they lose their mind. No, of course. Can't believe you'd be hanging out with a killer. He's a murderer. Don't you know he killed a bunch of people up in, in Wisconsin? He's a terrible guy. He's an awful killer. No, no. He was found not guilty by jury of his peers. That's exactly what happened. It's a man who uh, did what all of us can do and should do, and that is self-defense. He defended himself. They're going to kill him, man. They, they were trying to kill the man, the boy, whatever, and uh, and he defended himself. But 
here's my point in this story, and I love this. The Thrall Police Department telling the woke mob, stuff it. We're not apologizing. <laughs> that was cool. We're not apologizing. We're not apologizing. It's badass. America man. doesn't work that way, baby. I'm not apologizing for snot. I and didn't they do explained it that he, well, he'd been, he was charged, but he was found innocent. He was uh, acquitted. I love that. That's the way the system's supposed to work. If your ass is in the docket and you're innocent, wouldn't you like it to come out that way, too? Absolutely. You want that little pr- uh, presumption of innocence if it's your butt on the griddle. Yeah. But him, now he's a murderer. He's this, he's that. I just love how somebody finally stood up to the woke mob because usually it's the first reaction they have is to, I'm so sorry. Start apologizing. I didn't mean to upset nah. anybody. People anyone. start resigning. Yes. Yes. Start pulling the drapes down in the, uh, in the PD. They yeah, gotta, it's, it's, yeah, they got to go on television. They got to say, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Whatever. That's what we need to do, though. Yeah, stand up. We all need to start drawing Absolutely. a line in the sand and start saying, I don't care if you're offended by something. I'm not apologizing. I ain't apologizing for nothing, man. Ain't going to happen. No. Nope. I mean, I got plenty of stuff in my personal life I should probably apologize for for over the years, but when it comes to, like, my opinions we and all, stuff that I say... We're not angels, right? No, but, but I, I'm not apologizing for what I think. I'm not apologizing to the woke mob no. for what I say or what I what's on my mind. I'm not going to do that. Forget about it. And I don't give a damn about your pronouns. <laughs> Don't give a damn about your pronouns. Uh, be they, though, thus they, though. Have you be. noticed, though, in that a lot of people are starting to pull back from the they and them thing? Like are they Demi really? Lovato did. A couple of other celebrity types that were going by they and them have gone back to just he and she or whatever. Well, it's just stupid. It is stupid. So, you know. And it's so much work. <laughs> <laughs> Democrats passed the tax and spend bill on Friday. Excellent. $700 billion in new spending. That's right. Yeah. There's no way to spend $700 billion more and not tick up inflation, right? It's impossible. Well, the CBO, we, you were talking about this earlier with Jonathan Kroll. Was he from CBS, I believe? Yeah, Jonathan Kroll. CBS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's talking to Jean Carine Pierre, mm-hmm. and uh, and he, he, according to the report, he says the report uh, says, and it's bipartisan that the 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 spending bill will not affect inflation in any measurable way. Negligible. Maybe in a year or so, it'll have some minor effect, but none. I personally, I'm not a financial genius, but I think it's going to have the opposite effect. I mean, if you're dumping in a bunch of money. But he asked her, he said, isn't it Orwellian? The implication being to call it the, uh, what do they call it, the Inflation Reduction Act, Uh and it doesn't reduce inflation? Right. Isn't that kind of uh, Orwellian? Not kind of. It is. It is. It's exactly what Orwell talked about. Exactly. You change it to make it fit whatever you want it to fit. And they changed it four times over the past two weeks. Four times, Four times they changed the name of it. The the last time it was the Health Care Act. That passed Last in 2010. Week, it was the Health Care Act. Right. Before that, it was uh, they, they tried to do climate change thing uh, stuff for about a couple of days, and that tracked pretty, pretty badly. Mm-hmm. No, it is very Orwellian. They're changing the name of the damn thing on a daily basis, depending on, uh, I guess, opinion polls. I don't know. Opinion poll Focus groups. Focus groups. $400 billion is going to the Green New Steel. $400 billion out of $700 billion. And then, of course, we all know about the additional 87,000 IRS Army that's going to be coming after you and me. And you and I are buying an army for the federal government to investigate you and I. That's right. And they're going to be armed. They're going to have 9mm and forty caliber on their yeah. hip and, and ready to investigate you. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's totally Orwellian. And, and how much money 
have the Democrats passed through Congress to keep our kids safe in school? No, they'll spend, you know, $80 billion to hire 87,000 addition. Can you imagine if they were to hire 87,000 agents for schools to protect our kids or in the they, schools? Yeah, agents, or if they use that money also to upgrade these schools with yeah. some of these uh, systems we've seen that make it pretty much damn near impossible for somebody to get in there. Yes, uh, yes. You know, it wouldn't cost nearly as much as the IRS does. Right. Right, but they're so, not going to do it. No, 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 no. Because they, they want gotta, your gun. They got to have your gun and your money. They got to have guns, but they want your gun. And so every time we have a shoot 'em up, they can talk about guns and gun control. They, you, you said it earlier. I've been saying it. You know, our own worst enemy right now is our own government. Sure. The biggest domestic terrorist right now on American soil is its own government. So um, they're going to do that. And it, it was approved on Friday. So the president's going to sign it. Speaking of the president, he's still um, you know, in hiding. Uh, he was out riding a bicycle on the beach this weekend. God. And they all got the good pictures of him riding yeah. by on the beach. You know. I, look how healthy and strong I am. I'm riding a bicycle. Yeah, well, three days before he lost a battle with his own jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Three days before his own jacket, jacket he couldn't. He couldn't, man, he couldn't get his own damn jacket on. All right, dropping his freaking sunglasses kicked, everywhere. Kicked Come on, butt. the jacket kicked your the butt. jacket kicked the president's ass. Right, it did. It a really garment, did. So, a garment took go. him down. Uh huh. That's all it takes. A little puff of air, and he's. And I out. bet you they just put him on that bike. They let him go just far enough to where they can get the pictures, and then they you exactly know, put him happened. back to bed. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> they had him just go here from, if you can just make 20, yards, 20 sir, yards, sir, just go from yards. here to here, go right down to where Jill's standing. We're going to get some great photos, and we'll put those all over the media. Here goes the president mm, right down the beach. Then it's nap time again. Then it's back to bed. Don't ask him about Mar-a-Lago raid. Don't he hasn't ask said him about it. That. Has he said anything? Not a word. In fact, Jean-Pierre <laughs> said that he... Uh, he hasn't been briefed. Well, she, he hasn't been briefed. She said that yesterday on, on, on ABC. Oh, right. You know, that's a damn lie. Because if, he's, if he hasn't been briefed, briefed, first of all, then he's really not the president. Okay? Absolutely, man. The, the biggest political story and the biggest DOJ story all year long, and you didn't sit down and tell the president about he this? He hasn't been briefed. You're lying. That's a bunch of crap. <laughs> you lying. The oh. FBI and the Department of Justice roll into a, your your predecessor's uh, home, and and he didn't. He and, does, he's in the he's in the dark about it. And your likely political opponent coming like, up, and, and, right? Right. They didn't mention it. To didn't him. say it to him. Didn't say a word to Slip him. Slip their mind. He knows nothing about it. She said he doesn't know anything <laughs> about it. He knows nothing. If he about knows that. nothing about it, then he is even more disconnected than we realize. Well, that's a possibility, though. Maybe we should allow for that. That's he, that could he, be. He it. ain't running. If he ain't, if he don't know anything about it, <laughs> either they briefed him and he forgot, yeah. <laughs> because he's sundowning, right? Or he really is just not the president now. All right, I got to tell you about my friends over at Lifestyles Unlimited. It's called FinancialFreedomLivestream.com. FinancialFreedomLivestream.com. This is the place where you learn how to invest in real estate. The good stuff. How you do it right. How you start making money by investing in real estate. Instead of chasing the stock market, that's a fool's errand, man. That is nuts over there in the stock market. What you do is invest in real estate. And FinancialFreedomLivestream.com is where you learn. You can do it at your own pace, at your own house, if you want to do it that way. Or you can actually go in and see one of the live seminars happen. I've done it. And I can tell you, you learn a ton, and you get to ask questions. It's not just, okay, here's the course, and you got to learn what we're going to tell you. No, 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 no. You ask questions. Well, what about this? What about that? How can I maximize this? How can I leverage that? And all those kind of things. 
learning step-by-step how to successfully invest in both single-family and multifamily properties. Financialfreedomlivestream.com. Your promo code is WHERE. Super savings that way. Financialfreedomlivestream.com. Promo code WHERE. W-A-R-E. According to... August 15th. It's a move-in day for my granddaughter into college. Granddaughter. Wow, man. College. College. Move-in day. Shoot. They grow up really fast, man. So what day is it? It is Chant at the Moon Day. Is that like that song, uh, Dancing in the Moonlight by Harvest from 1972? I think it's more of a pagan thing. Oh, is it? It's Cupcake Day. Oh, hey, that's good. I've been loving cupcakes. Yeah, man. It's I Love Cowboys and Cowgirls Day. Hey, that's a good day. That's a good one. Because I do love them. Yep, me too. It's National No SpongeBob Day, so we're. I think that date's a little out of date. Yeah, just, there's no SpongeBob anymore anyway. No, I don't care about him. I used to love SpongeBob. Did you really? I was a huge fan. No. Yes. Seriously. I watched it for years Did as you? a grown ass adult. Yeah. I just thought it was a funny show. Yeah. Uh, it's also finally National Relaxation Day, so chill. Uh huh. Take it easy. Hey man, chill out. And you're having to do that anyway. <laughs> you're just taking it easy. Aren't I got to take it easy. Yeah, yeah. BP's up a little. It's right. a little hot. So. so you're a fan of Elizabeth Warren? We know Pocahontas. Oh yeah, Can she's you give one me of the my champ? faves. Can you give me the Pocahontas? Champ? Hey yeah, hey yeah, hey yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sitting bull. So bull crap. Because <laughs> she says that after the 2020 Iowa caucus, that everybody was coming up to her and saying, "I would vote for you if you had a penis." And so oh, she said this. Yeah, she said the reason I'm not president is I don't have a penis. And so uh, she's uh, complaining, complaining that uh, a, a woman cannot get in the White House because she doesn't have a penis. So Ted Cruz, <laughs> what did he say? Ted Cruz says it is 2022. She is a Democrat. So how do you know she doesn't have one? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. How do you know, Liz? <laughs> Prove it. Let me say two things about that. He said number one, that story is a lie. <laughs> Uh, produce... We do have a vice president who's female, right? Right, right. <laughs> he said, produce this fictional person because this human being does not exist. Ted Cruz says that. And then, of course, yes, uh, and here we are in 2022, and she's a Democrat, so uh, how do you know she doesn't have one? <laughs> I just don't want Elizabeth Warren saying the word penis for any reason whatsoever. <laughs> you don't Man, like that? Just, no, it's icky. Yeah. It's her, especially her. There's all kinds of people I don't mind if they drop that word, but her, I don't want to hear it. I man. just love Ted Cruz like that. Oh, he's great. You know, that's just classic Ted. You know, right Ted, there. I was, to be honest with you, I wasn't a huge fan up until when he ran against Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought he was kind of snobby, and I really wasn't. I just wasn't a fan. But I then understand. after after he lost to Trump, mm-hmm. it's almost like he refocused on uh, just being Ted. Mm-hmm. And I've I've just really I think he's really cool now. I've really enjoyed just his comments. He just mm-hmm. says it. He doesn't care. Yeah, I, th- I think in a sense tr- uh, Trump kind of brought the real Ted out mm-hmm. in a weird way. Oh, he did. You he, know what I mean? He, oh, for sure. You know, and Trump called him lying Ted and right. the whole thing. And uh, but uh, the, you know they buried that hatchet a long oh, time yeah, they ago. Became allies. They did. They buried that hatchet and moved on. And and there was a lot of Republicans that will not bury the hatchet where Ted Cruz is concerned. He or I, Trump. He for that I, well, yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, he and I have a relationship. And uh, you, you remember I did that one on one here. Oh yeah, invited right. him down to the lounge and we did the show together here. And he's just. Uh, he is what you see out there in public is the way he is. Right. He's just a guy. He's yeah. just a guy. But I think he really kind of rediscovered that after the campaign. You know, after oh yeah, the, for you know, sure. A lot of stuff. And, for sure. 
and uh, and and I think he really got Trump. Yeah, you know, he really understood. Afterwards, he really understood him. I like the genuineness because we we have so many of these guys that come in here, you know, the Castro brothers and all these guys, and they're just folk, uh, 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 full fake. of crap. Yeah, that's right. That's what I meant. They're fake and phony. I tried to say fake and phony and came out as folk, but they're fake and phony. <laughs> So that's a great new word we should use. <laughs> Fake and phony. Well, they are. They are. But most politicians are. And Ted's not. No, no, he's not. So. Most politicians, though, are showing you a face that don't exist, man. And Donald Trump is not fake and phony. No. <laughs> he's the real deal, man. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about Mar-a-Lago. There's some uh, news that came out over the weekend. If you're just now joining us, we'll have for you coming up. More Where and Rima, KTSA. The Rim until 9. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. So it's a week later. Right. Still no press conference from the biggies to say this is why we're after Donald Trump. Which, you know, that's regular course of action in a major case. For Joe Schmo, they wouldn't do it probably, you know. But for the former president and could be future president. <laughs> They're doing everything to make sure that happens. Yeah. In <laughs> a case that is obviously highly politicized because... Now it comes out they seized documents that wasn't theirs to seize. It was documents between him and his attorneys and stuff that was protected by executive privilege, according to Fox News, uh, that they took that stuff. And the president is, well, a couple of things. First of all, his people, his attorneys, are asking for a third independent counsel, like a a master is what they call them, to come in and review those documents, right? (laughs) This is yours. This is not. This is yours. This is not. Because it's too easy. We know that they leak like a sieve right they do well and they do of course they do so it's too easy to leak his private personal stuff out there which is what they were after in the first place all this stuff about oh yeah espionage act which is a farce anyway and we're going after all this it's all made up as a cover they're looking for a crime yes sir they're looking for something january 6 or whatever which means they had no idea what they were looking for when they went in i don't think so which means, excuse me, which means that uh, that uh, uh, warrant was, uh, wasn't worth the paper it was written on. Well, first of all, the warrant itself apparently said that they were going after, you know, basically anything. So, yeah. I mean, it, w- it wasn't all this uh, specificity. But also, why wait so long? I mean, that's the question. That's the number one question these guys got to answer. If this was a threat to national security... <laughs> First of all, you waited almost two years, and then after you saw the documents, that was two and a half months prior to the raid. You you know you just said put a lock on there, we'll be back. Well, see, that's the part of it that really kind of upends the whole thing for me. It does, doesn't it? Do you, he offered you anything you wanted. Uh huh. You told him to put it in a room with a lock on it. That's it. That's and all then you come back a little over two months later and raid his house? Yeah. And then the judge signed the warrant on Friday, the 5th, and they didn't go in until Monday, the 8th. So if it, if it was this, so if it was so important, and we're talking about a national security measure, we got to send 35 guys down there with guns and you know freeze out my attorneys and DOJ attorneys were there too, right? They right. went in. If it's so important that we got to go in like that at 6 a.m. and stay there for 10 hours, 10 hours going through Melania's closet. So you know, if it's that important, no, it's, then why did you wait so long? You would have gone in immediately and said, "Give us those, you know, th- nuclear well, codes or whatever," you know. And they would have had a press conference immediately afterwards saying what they had, what they had, what, it, what they had just done, and, and why, and why, you know, the, and that never happened. What's in the affidavit? We, you know, the warrant was released, but what's in the affidavit? What are you declaring that Donald Trump did do? What did he do? And, and they've made no declaration. Because they have no declaration. They have no idea what he did because he didn't do anything. 
This is all about November. This is all about November. Because, look, they're not only afraid of him running again. They're afraid on uh, on whose shoulder he's going to tap and say, this guy, vote for this guy or vote for this person. Look at his look at his record. It's yeah. 111 to 4. So Yeah, so he just, in general, <laughs> scares the crap out of him. And so that's what this is all. And I think smart people know that. And smart people are angry about it. Well, you they know, honestly, they the morons are, are doing a little tap dance of joy, but they have no idea why. I, I asked on Friday, if you know what crime he committed or why he should go to jail, call me up and tell me, and nobody did. Well, no, they can't. There's, there's, there's nothing, there. nothing there. So, and, and the DOJ, they're the ones that should be asked that question and, and should be made to answer that question by Peter Ducey, because the girl over at NBC, oh, Kelly O'Donnell, she's right. just going to ask whatever she's pointless. whatever question they give her. Right. Same thing with ABC, whatever question they give her to ask. But Peter Ducey's going to ask the real questions like, if it was that important, why did you wait so long? Yeah. And, and what specifically were you looking for? What documents specifically are you saying that he had? Remember, first of all, the Espionage Act, and I did some study on this this weekend, came about in, in the First World War, which mm-hmm. was a war that we had no business being involved right. in the first place. That was a war to end all wars. Woodrow Wilson got us in that war because he was going to end it, make sure we never got another war. Well, he, he caused us to be involved in World War II. He gave us World War II in a right. platter. Exactly <laughs> right. Yes, that's right. That's the best, best way of saying it. And they came up with the Espionage Act in 1917 so that anybody who disagreed with the war or disagreed with conscription to put people in the war – they would be arrested under the Espionage Act, which is exactly what they used right. to do it. It's outdated. It's outmoded. I mean, we're a free country. You're supposed to have free speech. And if you are a war dissenter, you don't agree with us being involved in a war, or you don't agree with the draft, you ought to be able to say that without being arrested. Well, that's your right. And, and it just, it, look, it's further uh, explanation as to why they're really fishing here. If they've got to trot out something from the First World War, that uh, and and you try to utilize that. That means they have nothing. So what they're doing it means they have nothing. Right. What they're doing is they're running all the stuff off the flagpole to see yeah. if anything's going to stick. And I told you off the air. There's a military saying, "Don't blank in your mess kit." They did. Mm, I, increasingly, I think they really overstep. They really didn't. I think they underestimated how many people were going to be upset by this. I think they really thought they could raid the House and get all the video out there and people would turn against Trump and and blah, blah, blah. But like I've been saying all morning long, they think that his base is just as stupid as their base. Okay, their base is swallowing this hole. Okay, their base is he's going to jail for 50 years. Can't wait to see him in the leg shackles, you know. And they have no idea what they're talking about. They're talking out of their butts. But that's their crowd. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe it's ginned them up a little. I don't know. But on the other side of it, people are not having this, man. You can tell just by the timeline this is a bunch of crap. Well, and they're pushing this whole thing, and I think they're pushing it on purpose because they they want something to happen. They're trying to oh, push yeah. something oh, the to threats, happen. threats, you mean? The oh, threat thing. Yeah. And a dirty bomb is going to oh, go off on. in the FBI headquarters tonight and all this stuff that they're that they're pushing. Uh, I think they're pushing it, trying to push somebody to do something really stupid. I think they are. I think, I think they're overplaying it. I think they're overblowing it. Right. Well, we, they, we already know they're capable of it. Remember how they said the uh, soccer moms showing up at the school board meetings were, were, threat, that's were a exactly threat to right. local officials? Well, that's one and of that the, was a bunch of crap. Right. Well, that's one of the things to, to point out here, because they're, they're saying that Donald Trump has got these guys. He's, he's throwing a match on a tender box, and they're going to, you know. Wh- how? When? Exactly. So he's the one who had his guy 
call the Justice Department prior to last Thursday when Merrick Garland made that uh, terrible press conference. It wasn't a press conference. Whatever, it was a whatever that was. Right, yeah. right, right, right. And he says, uh, you know, the, the country is really hot right now, and you guys just, you know, caused more problem on Monday by doing this to my house. How can, what can I do? How can I help you lower the temperature? He wow. asked, Trump asked the Justice Department, how can I help you lower the temperature here so stuff doesn't happen? He hasn't been uh, sparking any fires. He hasn't been trying to get anything started. Joe Biden is the one who's been calling people white supremacists. He's the one that's been calling moms and dads, you know, domestic terrorists. He's the one that opened the border. He's the one that spiked inflation and gas prices. He's the one that that cost people their careers because they wouldn't take a vax that wasn't a vax. While simultaneously calling people who didn't get the vaccine murderers and cavemen or Neanderthals and stuff like that. Come on, And costing them their careers. And costing them their careers. They had to leave. And and so he's if anybody has caused the tension in this country today and for a guy who said I'm all about unity and I'm all about moderation? Well, they all claim that. Right. <laughs> all the Democrat presidents claim that. So you know, completely anti-violence here, man. I, I I don't think you know. Obviously, violence is not the answer here. The answer is an overwhelming turnout in November. Oh, it's got to be. Yeah. It's got to be huge. It's got to be so big they can't cheat it. Yeah. Well, I don't think that it's one thing to cheat a presidential election. It's another thing to treat to cheat a primary because you've got so many different contests going on. So you need people to show up in in you know just droves yep. for this election. Yep. So there's absolutely no question. Well, some of these races are going to be so tight that a one or two ballots could make a big difference. Right. Even one or two boxes or whatever could make a, a huge difference. So that's exactly what has to happen. And I got to say, and I'll make this appeal right now. I've been making it, and I'll make it solid again, and I think Republican leaders need to make the same appeal. You Democrats who are concerned, you moderate Democrats who are concerned about the future of the country that your children and grandchildren are going to live in, you better vote Democrats out. And I know that goes against everything that you say and everything that you feel and everything that you support, but you moderate Democrats, you better come across and vote the other Democrats out because they need to be replaced in order to save our country. Well, and I think there are a lot of moderate Democrats out there that are just as unhappy, but they're just not saying anything to anybody. Do you know what I mean? They're yeah. keeping it to themselves. Maybe they'll turn out on election day and vote the other way and still not tell anybody. Because uh, yeah, this is the this is the future of the country. This yep. really is a crossroads. Yeah. And I know we we say that all the time. This is the most important election. This one really is. Think about it. <laughs> this one really, really kind Think of is, Think about everything man. that's been going on, and we just yeah. enumerated some of it. Well, safe showers, they're, they're a safe bet for you, I'll tell you that right now. If you got one of those old garden tubs or a tower, tub-shower combo that you never use, right? You got stuff in there. Maybe the plants are in there. <laughs> or maybe it just looks pretty sitting there, but you, you're not going to even think about getting it out of the tub. Well, why don't you think about upgrading to a beautiful, stylish walk-in shower from Safe Showers. Now, this is not an inexpensive fiberglass acrylic overlay. Nope. This is the real deal when it comes to showers, folks. They will completely remove your old tub right down to the studs, install a beautiful designer walk-in shower in just a couple of days. And you get to choose from options, natural stone-style wall panels and glass doors and designer fixtures and shower seats and on and on. I could name them forever here. 
Right now, you can take advantage of big savings during the bath makeover event at Safe Showers. Get half-off installation of a new walk-in shower or bathtub and interest-free financing for qualified buyers as well. And, you know, Chris and Joan Eaglin, they're wonderful people, so they always offer senior military and first responder discounts, too, from Safe Showers. Check them out. Get a free in-home design consultation today from Safe Showers, 210-655-1111. We got some showers around town right now. It's so good to see that rain and the cooler temperatures. We only got up to 88 that was our high yesterday today we're shooting for 90 the rain is going to taper off as the day goes on 96 tomorrow with partly cloudy skies 73 right now ktsa uh, on the- and fm 1071 822 it's wearing rima ktsa hit me rosaries are evil <laughs> you evil catholics you militants uh, uh daniel pennington is the is a contributor and op-ed guy for the atlantic uh, he says the Catholic Rosary has become a symbol of religious radicalism. Yeah, okay. Just as the AR-15 rifle has become a sacred object for Christian nationalists in general. <laughs> the Rosary has acquired a militaristic meaning for radical, traditional, or rad-trad Catholics. I'm going to kill you with my Rosary. Yeah, on, he wrote this in a piece and taught how the Rosary became an extremist symbol. <laughs> I, I own about half a dozen rosaries, and I I, I, I am not a Catholic. Uh, yeah. My wife's a Catholic. Right. Uh, but I like to surround myself with what I call the the, the armor of God, okay? So I, I have rings. Yeah. I have bracelets. Yeah. I have a, I have a rosary, actually, from uh, the Vatican that cool. my daughter brought me. Awesome. Uh, when she was out there, and th- people use them to pray. They, they pray. Yeah. They're not smacking you with the rosary the ro- no. he's just pulling that out of his ass yeah that's exactly well he hey. said that the, the the vatican police were given uh some type of rosary and that's where he got his sure. idea from sure. but consider the source right the atlantic um, right is owned by loreen jobs okay widow of steve jobs right She's worth $20 billion, and she is an extreme left-wing socialist. Extreme. Right. So she uses the Atlantic to push forward sure. these extreme left-wing views. That's all it's there for. It's the, the only reason it, it exists. There's nothing that is balanced or well-researched or well-thought-out that goes in the Atlantic. She just She's kind of like the, when Zucker was running CNN. Oh, right, right. You do this, and this is the idea. And, we, you know, and so... I just consider the source, and if you read that rag, I'm sorry. But it, it, it's such a bizarre thing of to put out there. When people around the world use it their is. rosary in times of trouble, in times of crisis, times Ridiculous. of sadness, mourning, Ridiculous. the rosary gets them through. But and see, you're saying that makes you an extremist. Well, because you're a believer, you know, because you, you, you have faith in something other than humanity. Other than man. You have faith in something other than the government. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. You have faith in a higher being known as God and Jesus Christ. And right. so, oh, boy, that, that you are the you are a target. You are an enemy if you have faith in him. I, I just realized that my bag over there has several rosaries yeah. in it. Don't, I sure. shouldn't talk about that. Oh, like, well, now you're an extremist. Maybe the IRS and the FBI is going to come for me, man. <laughs> if they do. i got a bunch do, of rosaries in my bag. That's oh, the boy. least of your worries. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Because they got me there. We're on the hit list i can tell you that i get the top bunk yeah. uh sonic is back with their uh pickle juice slush what is this th- obsession with pickles well and they got uh the big dill cheeseburger that they have brought back and pickle fries 
sounds abs- and I like my fair share of pickles on the side with a sandwich, like I'm eating a turkey sandwich yeah. with mustard and, and and chips. I'm good with right, but I don't want to drink my pickles. You know what I'm saying? A pickle slushy, just it's a pickle. But yeah, it's eesh. Yeah, no. Uh, I drink I pickle sounds... juice. I like pickle juice. Well, I know juice. people uh. who do because, uh, particularly athletes, uh, runners, long distance runners, because they cramp up and that helps with cramps and all that kind of stuff. But just to get it, like, if I'm going to go late night to Sonic and buy a sweet, cold, ice drink, it's not going to be pickle juice. Yeah, I'm, waiting for, I'm waiting for Morgan to jump in here and, and out me on all the pickle shots I did that one night at Steely Nevada's many years ago. You did what? Pickle <laughs> shots. Oh, they're great. What are pickle shots? I don't know. A little just, shot with pickles in it. Yeah, <laughs> you can you get a butt. you can get a whiskey and a pickle juice. Oh, back. that sounds horrible. Vodka. Well, after the first six or seven, <laughs> it's still not so bad. <laughs> but yeah, slushy. That doesn't sound. And I love pickles, but I'll probably never buy I, that. I'm not a pickle dude. I mean, I, I don't mind fried pickles every now and again. Oh, fried pickles. Like oh. we're getting crawled ads. I like fried pickles. But there was a place just up to on eat pickles uh, to eat pickles. Nah. There was a place up on uh, the Guadalupe River called uh, Koozies, and they used to have fried pickles, and they were unbelievable with ranch dressing or a spicy yeah. ranch. Oh, so good. So but to great. drink a pickle shake or ah. a pickle beverage. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, but you played football and it gets hot and you start to cramp up. Sure. What did your coach always tell you to do? Water. Nah, <laughs> I was mentioning that a yeah, second ago. Not mine. It was drink some pickle yeah, juice. Yeah, no, it's, still, it's still that way. Yeah. My wife got into long distance running. She was running all these uh, tr- marathon mm-hmm. things and everything, half marathons and all that. And so, yeah, I mean, she would buy the packets of the pickle juice. You open a packet, squeeze it in your mouth, keep going. No, yeah, we were no, just thanks. at Sonic last night, though. We saw that the uh, they got the pickle hamburger now, and then they got the pickle juice or pickle b- drink, whatever it is. Yeah, no, it's too much pickle, man. <laughs> no, sorry, it's you. too much pickle. Now I'll do a, a, a good deal. Does every Elizabeth once in Warren a while. have a pickle? <laughs> she says she says she doesn't. Ted Cruz kind of has the opposite feeling. Ted's kind of thinking she does. <laughs> Thank you. I'm here all week, maybe. Depends on how the first couple of days go. <laughs> That's right. Right. <laughs> Yeesh, too much pickle. Just too much pickle. So that's anyway, that's pickles bad, pickle juice bad, rosary good, you know. We've solved the, the problems We've of the world. We've solved the problems of the world thus far. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else that, that uh, was, was scratching at my noggin. Well, oh, there a- was a guy. There was a guy who, well, just a briefly, guy okay. that was a, a car thief in the U.K., and this is why crime doesn't pay. Uh, he he was suspected of being a car thief, and uh, the cops tracked him down and were chasing him in a canine unit. Uh, dog took him out by biting him on the ass. I love that video. That's a great video to watch. He's screaming. Ow! He's screaming like a little girl. Get it up! He's babe! screaming like a little girl. Mommy, mommy. Well, you know what? Don't do the crime. If you don't want dog, you want police dogs biting you on the ass, then don't steal a car. What did uh, Beretta say? Don't do the crime if you can't pay the time. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, quick break. Mark Warren Ryman coming up. Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC at Quarter Moon. You get the best deals, the best price, but you get the highest quality when it comes to your AC or your plumbing services at all times. We've had a really hot summer, and, of course, your AC has been under incredible stress, and so it's time to get it checked out and make sure you're ready to go for the rest of the summer. And Quarter Moon will come out there, and they'll go through it you know, all the way through. They'll clean out the drain lines. They'll look at all the line, all the uh, electronics, connecting, uh, you know, everything. They'll, uh, 
blow it out and uh, uh, wash it out, you know, everything that could be around the compressor and the coils and all that. They'll clean all that up and make sure you're good to go for the rest of the summer. If you ever have a plumbing issue, I want you to know that Quarter Moon is always there and ready to respond to you. Trucks that are fully stocked, they've got master plumbers on staff. They really do it right at Quarter Moon. No commission sales rep is going to come to your home. These guys just want to take care of you. And that's exactly what they do every day at Quarter Moon. Every day of the year, they're there day and night. So I want you to get in touch with Quarter Moon next time you have a problem. Best thing is to put it in your phone or even write it down and put the number on the side of the refrigerator so you know you can get to it in a hurry. Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat and AC, 210-651-5899. All right, it's Monday. It's the 15th. It's uh, 837. It's Ware and Rima. Trey Ware, Sean Rima, KTSA. You remember after 9-11, um, I don't know if you flew any time after. I flew right when the planes were allowed to go back flying again, Yeah, the airlines. Because I had a, a meeting out in uh, Las Vegas with a race car sponsor. And so had to get on the airplane and go. And it was like the first or second day that the airlines were going back in the, in the air. And I remember, you know, getting on the airplane and, yeah. You're profiling people. You're looking at them as they're oh, taking their yeah. seats, and you're going, "I'm watching." Hey, I got my eyes on you. I got my eyes on you. I got my eyes on you. Yeah, yeah. You're, you know, you're pointing out. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching you. Don't you do anything stupid? In fact, I remember the story. Somebody got up and caused a ruckus after 9/11, and some like 80 year old woman on an airplane <laughs> took her purse and just beat the snot out of him. <laughs> Nice. The point is that those big news events like that change us all, right? Oh, yeah. And make us all very suspect or get us engaged where before, and I think we've fallen back into this, before you would just sit down and pick up the magazine out of the back of the seat and start flipping it and never even watch who got on. But now, yeah, you know. I, I flew about a month after Did you? Uh, 9-11 because uh, I had driven a, a, a U-Haul out to Colorado and then flew back. And it was strange. It was a very strange experience. Yes, it was. This was just a handful of weeks after. Yeah. And uh, everybody was kind of looking at each other. You are. So here's my point. Uh, in, in Arizona, cops have arrested three Arizona parents because they had a guy at a school there. It's Thompson Ranch Elementary School. And the guy was armed and went into the school. And they went into lockdown. Well, the parents showed up, and the parents immediately wanted to get into the school. And the cops were telling the parents, you can't get into the school. It's under lockdown. And they're like, no, I'm not depending on you. Wow. I saw you, Valdez. I'm not trusting you to do what's right to protect my child. Right. Now, come to find out there was no problem the guy was just a i I guess a whack job they got him out it's okay everything's fine nobody was harmed there was no school shooting no problem but the parents they're they're like nah i'm not i'm you know 77 minutes in uvalde of the cops standing in the hallway while children are being shot uh i'm not doing that i'm I'm gonna go in and get my child they had to taser one lady wow and she actually had to go to the hospital for taser injuries wow and three uh, folks were arrested three parents for trying to get in there. I got to tell you, they they play hell trying to keep me out. <laughs> well, I mean, I can't blame them. No. Uh-uh. Not you get all the dice on that yeah. after seeing what happened? No way. That's my child in there. I'm going in. Now, you, you know, I, I, I bet you see more of that. Yeah. Because you're right. It does change. It, it changes the national consciousness. Right, doesn't it? That you Kinda know, like 9-11. Like 9-11. It's like, nope, that ain't happening again. I remember. I just thought of this. I remember Elaine and I went to uh, New York uh, after 9-11. And uh, we were over by Central Park where John Lennon was killed. Right. We were uh, right across uh, from his uh, place. Dakota. Yeah. yeah. 
and somebody had left a backpack on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. And man, it's like, see something, say something there, the backpack, backpack. <laughs> you know, and here come the cops, and they take right. possession of the backpack. See right. something, say something. Well, it's, that's, you know, these, these kinds of events do, uh, cha- I know it changed my life yeah. uh, from, from then on out. I don't think parents are going to look at this school shooting business ever the no. same after Uvalde. No. And it's just, it's still, it still boggles the mind how that went down. Right. It's really just still hard to, to comprehend. And uh, and then you have all the follow up, cover up stuff and weirdness. And is he going to get fired? Is he not? Is the Arredondo going to get fired? Is he not going to get fired? It's not our fault. It's the guns. It's just that whole situation was a mess from the the moment it began. Mm-hmm. But people are going to look at that and say, "Not my kid." No, nope. I'm going in. I'm going to get him out of there. I'm glad. I mean, I, I hate to say that I'm glad I don't have any kids of that age anymore, but I don't. And I, I'm you know, well, super stressful. Yeah, it you know, really I couldn't is. imagine. Yeah, at this time, because look, it was uh, we were. You know, in Colorado, no, we were, but uh, we had just moved out. Of, we were getting ready to move out to Colorado when Columbine happened. Mm. And I worked with people uh, in, in Denver who had been to that, who went to that school. Younger people who had been, you know, there on that day. Was that ninety nine? I think it was ninety nine. Yeah. yeah, and it uh, it it does it. Uh, you you think a little differently now when you see your kid get on a bus, and yeah. especially after Uvalde. Yeah. When it could have been stopped. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You know, I mean, that's scary as hell. So parents, they're they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna play hell trying to keep parents out of there. Yeah, I, you know, when that that kind of deal goes down. Well, and hopefully, I mean, ho- we hope it doesn't happen again. But of course. of course, you know, unfortunately, in this in this crazy world, but uh, you can't blame them, man. Nope. you cannot blame them nope. after seeing what happened. Yep. So somebody got tasered. Actually, had to go to yeah, the hospital because they were hospital tasered. tasered. Wow. Yeah. So so I was telling me over the weekend they went through a law enforcement training. And, which is where you get tasered or and you get pepper sprayed. So, so you know what it's like. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, you know what's funny to me? Not funny, but it's interesting. You're really not hearing nearly em- enough about Salman Rushdie as I think you probably would. And why is that? Because uh, it was a Muslim guy. Yeah. <laughs> if, you want me to, if you want my initial thought. Yeah, I do. Uh, well, Salman Rushdie, uh, you know, uh, I was talking to my wife about this. She's a little younger than me. And, you know, he wrote the book, The Satanic Verses. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they issued uh, a fatwa. Uh, issued a fatwa, and then uh, that it was originally two million uh, from Khomeini, and then it was bumped up to three million. Uh, and he, for a lot of years, was kind of stayed out of sight because the book itself was considered fairly blasphemous. To uh, and there's, I have another point to bring into this. Uh, the, to, by, for many Muslims, and of course, you know, fundamentalist Muslims being fundamentalist Muslims, well, we have to kill you now. What did Barack Obama say? The future doesn't belong to those who slander the prophet. Yeah. So he's been under the gun for a long time, and in recent years, he's kind of come back out, and he's largely considered to be a champion of free speech, because he wrote a book. Mm-hmm. He wrote a novel. That's it. You know, and, and somebody finally got to him uh, in New York, uh, this, uh, well, I guess it was Friday, mm-hmm. but uh, he survived. He's fine. He's got a lot of pretty bad wounds, but he's, you know, he's So he talking. might lose he's an eye is what I he saw. He might lose an eye, Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, the coverage was pretty intense initially, but now it's kind of drifted off. So and this I, a Muslim I, guy. And I believe it's because if it had been a Christian dude. Yeah, well, we had the shootings out here out west, right? Oh, that's right. And you got four people or three people, or three three Muslims, four, four Muslims were shot, and they were making it a big deal, like, you know, some white supremacist is hunting Muslims out here in, you know, the western part of the country. Turned out another Muslim dude yeah. killed them. 
See, then the story goes away. It's gone. <laughs> it it goes was away. like, right. they turn the switch off. We're, right. Now you can't find anything about that story. No. It's gone. Yeah. It's just crazy. <laughs> I hate the media, man. I, I do, too. I They're a bunch, of, a bunch of schmucks, they man. Really they are. really are. You really can't believe anything anymore. You got You really got to be your own journalist. Well, uh, one more point I want to make about the Salman Rushdie story. It's a great story to bring up. Glad you did. Um, first of all, he wrote a book. You don't kill somebody for writing a book. You no. know, I don't care what your religious beliefs are. Uh, you're you're a nut if don't, you don't read it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? you're a nut if you kill somebody. Second of all, uh, Iran is the one who put the fatwa out. This guy had apparently left because his mom disowned him. He, yeah, he left and lived over there. Grew up in New Jersey yeah. for a little while, I guess, and, and went over there and came right. back all radicalized. Apparently, right? right, allegedly. And so she has uh, disowned him, and she has apologized for what he did. Ma'am, you don't have to apologize for anything. He's the little jerk who did it. Um, and, and thirdly, Joe Biden must, must cut off all contact with Iran on this nuclear arms deal. Mm. Iran is a terrorist nation. They kill innocent people. And this is a prime example. They, they, you know what they said? Uh, these guys that are doing this, J.K. Rowling is next. And they you know, told her, get ready, because we're going to come after you now. Right, right. Well, she writes books. She writes about a guy riding a boom. 